the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. And today, because Paula is here on the date day edition of the show, um, there's just nothing you can't ask. You can call us, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app if you are driving in your car. The safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else is hands-free, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. I've been thinking it's Friday all day, and yet I've been hanging out with you all day. I don't know why I feel like it's Friday. I'm thinking maybe tomorrow you'll have another date date with me, so... Okay, I'm good. I'm kind of off tomorrow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because tomorrow is our kids' Christmas play instead of our Friday night Bible study. So I'm just a spectator, and that's always a really neat time. Yeah, I'm glad I'm married to you because I get to sit in the front row with you, (laughs) you know, because we have like, like, Sort of kind of reserve seats or box seats, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we get well, to actually, people right know there. I can't see, mm-hmm. so they just let me sit in front of all of them. Oh, and the reason why I have to sit in the front row is because I'm like squirrel, and so I can pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have no problem paying attention when the kids are up there. Um, it's really a blast from the little little tiny ones mm-hmm. to the older ones. Yep. Uh, Tomorrow night at 6.30 here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Uh, It will be live streamed at at CalvarySA.com if you want to watch. And then there will be a matinee performance Mm -hmm. uh, the following day on Saturday at 1 Mm -hmm. o'clock here in the sanctuary as well. So we'll take our place in the Friday night and then leave the seats for the people because we're always crowded. Yeah. But it's a neat time. It is a great time. And I heard there's so many kids in the Christmas choir. And, you know, a lot of times people think it's just the the people or the kids that go to our school. That is not the case. Um, and so I think it's about 50-50. You know, the kid, you know, they have to know about it. So they either come to our church, but they're not all just the Calvary Chapel uh, Christian Academy kids. Yeah. And so... Yeah, so it's exciting. I'm, I can't hardly wait. And the thing is, most of our, well, all of our nighttime things start at 7. So I need to roll up here a little earlier. Yeah. I mean, Wednesday, Friday are, are 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, and if so you're listening and you're coming tomorrow night, just remind it starts at 6.30. Yep. And it's a little bit longer than our normal Bible studies on uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why we're starting a little bit earlier. We'll get out about the same time. Okay. But it's, it's always a really good night. You know, we kind of got... Um, 
waylaid by COVID with it. You know, we, we used to do this at the Judson High School Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, they'll no longer rent them out. And we need the space. Anybody. So it's not just us. I know. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to imply mm-hmm. it was just us. Mm-hmm. But, but they won't rent the place out to us. And we need space. Our building is small and it's tough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the kids are troopers and they just kind of adapt. Yeah. Yep, they do. So, And God bless all the parents and those who work with the kids. You know, not just the ones getting them here for practice, but those who are practicing and the adults who are in the actual play, too. Uh, quite a few of them are there to corral the pre-K. <laughs> just, they're like first and second graders who don't know, you know, how to be still. Hey, Mom! And, you know, don't forget your line, baby, you know, kind of a thing. So that, That's always what makes the play so yeah, neat because yeah. the, the little ones... It's like they get up there and they're like deer with the headlights look when they see the crowd out there. Yeah. And then they're looking for mom and dad or brother and sister and, and then they start waving their hands yeah. and doing things. So but it's always a blast. That's, that's you know, I'm not a, a holiday person, mm-hmm. but this is something that I look forward to every year. Yeah. It's so fun. Okay. Yeah. And we get to wear, you know, I, I hardly ever wear red, but I'm going to wear some red probably during this Christmas holiday. So, you know, look for me, baby. I'll be the one in all red. Won't you be sitting next to me? Oh, yeah, you'll see me, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's on your heart today, Paula? Well, you already made my my announcement, so that's really cool. Uh, But thinking, you know, we always say this. We we get the gifts at Christmas, you know, and we give out gifts. But God the Father really gave a gift. You know, thinking yeah. about Christmas. And I always think it's Jesus' birthday. Yes, yeah, Jesus' birthday. And, you know, when we go to somebody's birthday party, mm-hmm. the, the person whose birthday it is gets the gifts. It's supposed to be like that. But it not not at Jesus' birthday party because yeah. we're the ones who receive all the gifts. Mm-hmm. It just is a, 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 a striking picture of, yeah. for God so loved the world that he gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, the song came to my mind. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. You know, because we messed it up so quickly. Um, So he had to come down from heaven to earth to show us, no, 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 this is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he says, okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to lead you because he went from the earth to the cross um, to pay our sin debt. That's... (laughs) It's, that's that gift that just keeps on giving, mm-hmm. you know, because even and, and as some Christians, of us had a higher tab than others. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was one of those. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I think that we all need to think like that, um, because when we think, oh, I wasn't so bad. Oh, we just don't even know. Yeah. See, I wouldn't even know what it's like to think like that because I know who I, I was. Me too. He had to he had to come really deep for me. The actions were bad, but my think my thought life was worse. You know, some of the things that I thought about doing, I was just only too scared to do them. But it was always just right there. Had the Lord not intervened, I I have no idea where I'd be, no idea, because uh, it was just it was bad. Probably not sitting next to me at Christmas play tomorrow night, huh? For sure, <laughs> for sure. And what a mess! So He loves us so much, and then. You know, you think he he went to the cross and all that he went through. And praise the Lord, they don't give it blow by blow. Um, but they it does say that he was unrecognizable as a human. Yeah. And that his pulled visage, out his, his yeah. visage was marred beyond human form. Yeah. It's it's um, he knew obviously when he came uh, to Earth as a baby, he knew that that was his end. Yeah. And I say this so often, but I say it, I think, more for me than anyone else. But Jesus didn't come to have a successful life. He didn't come to have a family. He didn't come to grow up and be happy. Jesus came to die. That was his only purpose. And every day from that, that manger scene, he was one step closer to his appointed death. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when he started his ministry, he kept saying, my hour has not yet come. And then when they tried to make him king by king. force, mm-hmm. my hour has not yet come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every step on that journey for 33 or so years mm-hmm. 
um, was one step closer to that hour. And when that hour arrived, um, he said his face is flint, Isaiah 50 says. And he did it in spite of who we are and how we would respond. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. That's what, what Christmas really represents to me. It's, it's uh, you know, baby Jesus is not threatening. Everybody loves baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that he grew up without ever wavering, yeah. without taking a detour, without reconsidering. After everything people did to him, mm-hmm. he never thought, well, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. If this is the things I get, he never once reacted like a human would, even though he himself was human, um, he reacted like God would, mm-hmm. because in him was no sin at all, yeah. and he was clearly his focus was the goal, yeah. pleasing his Father. Yeah, you know, thinking as you're talking, that thirty-three years. So let's think thirty-three gifts. Every year he got a new gift. You know, one you're going to leave heaven. You're the one. You're going to be born in a stable, number two, possibly. I mean, just you think about those gifts that he got to open up um, and and say, yes, Father. Whew, amazing. Okay, you are going to be um, lied about. You're going to be... Um, thrown into prison. <laughs> They're going to yeah. talk bad about your mother. Yeah, I don't mean, talk bad about <laughs> you. I think that's where that came from, right? Yeah, they're going to talk bad about your mother. They're going to, oh my goodness, yeah. Just imagine, imagine the the gifts that he opened up yeah. year after year, and, and he said, okay. You know, Paula, these are the things that we need to think about consciously. Uh, for for those among us who are believers who have a hard time being grateful or we're focused, so focused on our own trials and tribulations or our difficulties, yeah. um, we need to remember these things because he did all of these things. He endured the agony of the cross mm-hmm. and every minute leading to that cross thinking about us. Mm-hmm. And if we can't be grateful for that... yeah. And not just at Christmas or just at Thanksgiving or or on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. but every single day we remember what he did for us. You know, we uh, we have struggles, all of us do, and at the church we're always struggling with things, and there's always this immense financial pressure. And uh, one of my guys came in to do the radio check at 345, the sound check, and, uh, um, you know, he just, just, well, look what God has done for us. God has a plan. This is good for us. This is what we need. And that's the kind of thinking, that's the way to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to the Lord. And then, as the Apostle Paul says, with thanksgiving, we can make our requests known to God. Mm -hmm. And that's the way our prayers can be heard. And our hearts just open up, and he'll come flooding in. But but we've, we've got to focus on what we're grateful for. Not one of those exercises where we we just try to convince ourselves that everything is okay. It's Mm -hmm. not fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. It's literally Mm -hmm. a lifestyle that we should live simply because of what he's done if he never does another thing. Yeah. Today at breakfast, I was was laughing because when I was out walking with the Lord this morning, um, I was saying to him, Lord, forgive me. You know, forgive us, forgive me for too often focusing on the things that, you know, we don't have. And I I don't do that too often, but every once in a while. And so while we were at breakfast this morning, I saw these two girls. One got a a waffle, (laughs) (laughs) and the other girl had French toast. And so I was was getting convicted at our table because I was like, oh, man, I remember the day. So I got up and I went over to their table and I said... And Paula, to explain to people, Paula's gluten-free. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff she loves to eat, she can't eat. Yeah, so that's what I was yeah. telling them. I said, sorry, but I'm coveting right now. And I just told my husband this morning that while I was praying, I was confessing to the Lord about whining about stuff I can't have. And they're looking at me like, and I said, and I just want to let you know that I'm repenting right now, though I'm looking at and I'm enjoying it for you. But I'm <laughs> repenting because I'm gluten-free and I can't have what you have, but I'm all right. 
you know. So, and they just were laughing. But even those little opportunities like that, you know, to give God some glory and talk about it. And they seemed like they were Christians because they were like, we understand. So I went back to my table. But, yeah. yeah. I, and then a few minutes after that, I was eating, and you started to get up. Mm-hmm. And walked over to the table right next to us, mm-hmm. and you said, "Excuse me, I'm about to get in your space right now. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that okay? Yes." And so I told Shane, who, um, you know, he had a patch over his eye and a, a bandage on his arm, and the his wife Tricia, she had on a. A T-shirt, and I, this is a Pastor Ron thing, so it said "Cool Mom." So I used that as my opening. I said, "From one cool mom to another," and she just laughed. And I said, um, "It looks like you're having to take care of your husband now, right?" And she said, "Yeah, he just had cataract surgery this morning, and we, I, I, I'm bringing him to breakfast." I, and you said a little bit later, "Pancakes make everything better," which is true. <laughs> if only I could have. No, I'm only kidding. Um, but I said, uh, we're going to pray for you. I said, I pray for caregivers, you know, because I've been a caregiver here recently with my, <laughs> with my husband in 2017 with the heart thing and 2018 with the heart thing again. And then now with this flu, it's like, whew, I can really relate, you know, how <laughs> God, will, God will give you these, these tests and trials to see how you do. So I have a, a lot more compassion. I always prayed for caregivers, but I've been praying for caregivers. <laughs> it's it's just not that easy of a thing. And, and so she said, yeah, he'll he'll be okay. And uh, I said, oh, I know. But um, cool wife, cool mom, cool grandma. They have a college student son who just came home because so, she's a teacher. So he had the, her husband had the shame. He had the surgery today. And he's in a little pain, you know. And she's having to drive him around, but they have a college son who came home to help out because she's a teacher who, you know, teachers are my heroes. So she only has a half day tomorrow. So, Trisha, I'm praying for you because it's not going to be easy to leave your baby at home when, you know, he's not feeling so good. But you'll be all right. But we wanted to pray for Shane. And so if people can pray for Shane, he had cataract surgery. And you could tell, you know, when you can't use your eyes, and you had a lot more compassion, of course, for him because you can understand this. It just messes up everything. Yeah. You know, you have to depend on people. Um, and he he seemed like maybe, I mean, he was very friendly, very nice. You're making me feel guilty. Was I not a good patient? I don't want to make you feel guilty. <laughs> oh, goodness, no, yeah. You were, you don't, you don't know how to be sick, but you did the best you could. Yeah, no. The caregivers would rather take the other person's place um, because it, 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 I don't like to see anybody suffer, especially you. And so, yeah, no, no, you were you you were a patient. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Shane and Tricia, we will keep you in in prayer. And if ever you want to call or need prayer for anything else. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Yeah, our. actually, I put my phone number on the card. So, oh, good. Yeah, anytime. See, it's neat because we, we can go places, and um, you know, it, it's exciting meeting people. And some people are very open and welcoming; others are not. Mm-hmm. But we just leave the people that are not open and welcoming. We just, well, okay, we'll be praying for you. Yeah. And almost everybody gives us their name and a little mm-hmm. small talk. But mm-hmm. you can tell when people don't want to talk, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be praying for you. Yeah, yeah. I just leave a little bit of the aroma of Christ behind. Mm-hmm. But it's really neat because more often than not, people really open up. Yep. And maybe they're caught a little off guard because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. But there, there's always opportunities to share Jesus with people and to share our lives with people. Yeah, it was so cool. Yesterday at Panera Bread, it was my twin sister Lucy's mom's 90th birthday. And what an opportunity that was because we we go there the last couple of years and uh, we sat at the same table in the middle of the whole restaurant, you know, and she's sitting at the head of the table and we want to take pictures, you know, and we can't all, somebody has to take the picture. And so we've been sharing and stuff, and this, this nice young man came by. I say young, he's probably in his 40s or something, you know. Hey, that's a baby to That's us. a baby, right? That's our kids' <laughs> age, <huh? laughs> So, yeah. Um, that's younger than our kids' age. Yeah. 
And so he said, I'll take the picture for you, you know, just. And then we were able to share that this is her 90th birthday, and she's she's got the most beautiful hair, Ron. And um, she remembers, you know, Lucy every once in a while. Yesterday she said to Lucy, you look like my daughter. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but when she starts, you know, she, she gets it. Um, but she always remembers Jesus. Always remembers Jesus and wants to give glory to the Lord at all times. And it was just a precious time. And the ladies who were there sharing her birthday um, with us, that that's another thing, too. Because, you know, at church, we're at church. And sometimes we don't get to sit together with each other. So yesterday was really a sweet time. And, you know, our mom, Lucy, shares her with me. She got a little tired, but she, um, you could tell she just had such a wonderful time. And so one of the ladies asked her what was her favorite thing. And her favorite thing is seeing her daughter have such good friends and the fellowship that she has with them and how much um, you could tell that they love her and she loves them. You said she was rubbing your hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she wanted to rub my hair and um, then she rubs my face and she just, she's so grateful. She looks into your eyes and she's one of those where you just want to be where she is because she's just so generous and gracious and grateful. You just, you know, it doesn't matter what she says. You just want to be in her presence because she's so full of the Lord. Yeah, and think about think about this because the the Lord holds those who are His near to His heart, and and you know she's um, uh, struggling with dementia, yeah, and she's in and out what she remembers, but she never forgets the Lord, and she's content. Yeah, she's content. Now it's easy to say, well, she doesn't know what she's what she's doing, but 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 she remembers that which is important. Yeah. She knows Lucy needs friends who love Jesus, and she knows that fellowship matters. Mm-hmm. And just that peace that passes understanding is evident yeah. in in her life. And that that was what I think moved you the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, Lucy kept bringing out a gift after another gift after another gift, and, and her mom um, kept saying, "More." More, this is so precious. You're so <laughs> precious. And she would say over and over, thank you so much, Lucy. Thank you so much, my daughter. You know, uh, you know, when I go to heaven, I've always wanted to be in the Spanish section. <laughs> you know, by all accounts. I want to speak French. You want to speak Spanish. Uh, her mom will, will beat us there. Um, but I figure this, as soon as I get there, she gonna be waiting, and we—that's uh, who I'm hanging out with. Yeah, me and Lucia get her. And her husband, Lucy's dad, was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, served the Lord faithfully mm-hmm. for many, many decades, yeah. and yeah. and uh, he's gone to heaven. Yeah, and um, um, he's at the banqueting table. Yep, and they'll be reunited together. Oh, so what are you saying? She gonna be hanging out with him and not me? Oh no, you you probably have an uh, invite. Okay, good, because yeah, I want to yeah. hang out with both of them. I wish I'd have known him better. Because he seemed like he was just awesome. Anyway, well, I'm just Paula, taking all this time talking yeah, about... That's okay. This first half hour has flown by, so mm-hmm. you can finish talking about whatever you want to talk about. But uh, we prepare for the, the, the next half hour of the program. Uh, we'd love your live calls and questions or comments, whatever's on your heart. 210-340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paul, you got a about two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, yesterday, listen, or Monday, listening to Scott, um, he asked, was asking about why people should go to church with sinners and saints and hypocrites all together. I love that question because we got all of them. We've been praying for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, the angry, the proud, and the arrogant. And they're all here at church because they all know they're missing something. They're all missing something, and the only source to fill it, fill all of those categories, is one name. His name is Jesus. And so, if everybody, you can come here. We don't have a whole lot of room, but we can, we'll fit you in. You know, Paul, this is an amazing thing to watch because literally we'll have thirty to fifty new people yep. every Sunday. Yeah, every weird. Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
And um, you look at our building, you think, well, well, that's impossible. People couldn't fit in. <laughs> but but we get people packed in here. And if we ever get everybody here all at the same time, I don't know what we would do. Mm-hmm. But it's just sort of God's way of doing math. We always have these new people coming in. And that's so healthy and so invigorating. Yeah for a church because there's always opportunities to meet new people, make new friends yeah. and, and share the joy of the Lord. Yeah. It's absolute uh, divine appointment, not only outside, but inside the church. So if you don't have a church to go to and it's Merry Christmas, you know, you need to be in church just to say, cause everybody knows why we're celebrating Christmas, whether they want to admit that or not. Everybody knows it's about that little baby who left heaven. Yep to come to earth to give us new life. And we'll, we'll be having two Christmas services on Sunday, Christmas Day at 9 and 11. We normally have three, but we're mm-hmm. kind of combining them. We figured that the crowd would be a little bit smaller on on Christmas Day. So join us. I mean, what's the point in staying at home when you know that the one who died for your sins, the one who proved his love for you beyond any doubt at all, um, well, it's his birthday yeah. that we're celebrating. We've got 30 minutes left in our show. We'd love your calls and questions. 340-9585. This is the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. Paula and I will be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, I'm just going to let you talk for the next 26 minutes. Oh, man, please don't leave me out here because it's like, uh uh-oh, now I already talked about all that was on my heart. So, should we just say bye? He'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Or you could sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. um, uh, Seriously, I, I, I don't really have anything to say. What'd you say? It's radio, Paula. You, yeah. you got to come with something, right? Yeah. I love just kind of putting you on the spot. Sorry, Ron. Um, here's a question. What's keeping us from being all in? You know, Jesus went all in for us. What's keeping us from being all in? It went, One thing. Oh, good. One letter. Okay, good. S. Oh, yeah, the S word. Sin. I know. Yeah. We like to sin more than we love Jesus. We're not interested in pursuing personal holiness. Uh, We don't want to deny our flesh. Jesus said to be my disciple, you've got to pick up your cross, deny yourself daily. And we don't want to do that. We want to indulge ourselves. And the the harsh reality is that we have been trained from um, the time we were very, very young children to indulge ourselves. It's all about me. It's all about us. The the the, the happiness is within you, and and uh, so we want to do what we want to do. And and God says, yeah, but I, I did what I didn't want to do, and I did it because of the prize. You were that valuable to me, and now you got to be like me. And we simply don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, Paula, is bad Bible teaching in our church culture. Um, a lot of it is just that we um, we don't like to consider the consequences of of dying apart from Christ. So it's better to pretend that everything is okay. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, you know, well, at least we'll get to heaven, we'll get a participation trophy. We won't. Oh, goodness. you yeah. got to walk with Jesus. Uh, you got to be his disciple. And sadly, there's a lot of people that claim to have a, a living, active faith in Jesus Christ who are going to be told, depart from me, for I never knew you. And it's really, really sad. So I think that's the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's such a big issue that what we do is convince ourselves. I had a question uh, earlier in the week about deconstructing our faith. Oh, yeah. And um, so what we do is we start chiseling away at the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. 
and we recreate Jesus in our own image. So, oh, my God is a God of love, or my God wants me to be happy. Um, I've had people, you've had people over the years tell us, well, well, God wants me to be happy. Tell me it's okay to divorce. Mm, yeah. You know, those kind of things. And and then we go online and find a, a group of people who tell us, yeah, that's what God wants. Do what you want to do. And uh, all the while, Jesus is, is crying. Paula, do you remember a T-shirt I used to have? It was sort of a tie-dye T-shirt with a big picture of Jesus. And and Jesus had a, a tear, a tear coming yes. down his, I his face. That. And uh, that um, little this boy. is when I first got saved. And Ben Bradley yes. was his name. Yes. Um, he was a Down syndrome kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the son of our pastor in the church when I first got saved. Yeah. And... Um, he used to just he he just couldn't stop staring at my shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be so quiet, and and he would just point at that tear and he would say, "Jesus, cry, uh-huh. Jesus, Jesus, cry!" I remember over and over and over. And if mm-hmm. I try to move or anything, he'd follow me. Mm-hmm. Jesus, cry, yeah. Jesus, cry. And um, you know, I just don't think that we we consider his broken heart. And uh, one of the most valuable things about holidays like Christmas and or Easter is uh, even the people who, who don't come to church uh, but, but claim a faith in Christ, um, they're going to hear about it on those two days. That's why mm-hmm. I never try to reinvent the story, try to do something cute. I just tell the story mm-hmm. on Christmas. And um, it's, it's, it's just people need to be reminded that this is what he did. Jesus said the tear uh, because it breaks his heart that we're not obedient. We say we love him, we call him Lord, and then we don't do what he says. So those are the things. Let's take a phone call, Paula. We've got Jerry from San Antonio on line one. Jerry, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yeah, hi, Pastor Ron and Mama Paula. Hi, Jerry. Hi, this is your Jerry. I got another music reference for you. It's not okay. Motown, but uh, Tavares <laughs> and Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. So heaven is the subject. So I met my mom in my sister's house, and we've been talking Bible here for an hour or so, and we were all raised Catholic, and I know you tell the people not to get mad when we talk about the Catholic religion and things, but the teaching is minimal, and uh, you just don't learn much, and so I'm trying to talk to my mom. She's going to be 92 on Christmas Eve. Oh, my. Mm. And she still drives and everything. We thank God for her good health. So my goodness, we're talking about baptisms and these types of things, uh, about being baptized by your parents when you have no control. It's like once you're saved and you believe in the Lord as your Savior, you should want to, by your own free will, want to be baptized. Jesus himself was baptized by John the Baptist. And then she's saying that, oh, you don't know where you go when you die. It's like, yes, we do. It's right in the Bible there in Corinthians. So it's like, and I said, there's no purgatory. You don't go somewhere in a holding pattern while your case is being discussed and judged. You either go south or you go north. So to go to heaven, she said, well, yeah, that's where the babies go if they haven't, if they die and they haven't been baptized. It's like, that is incorrect. Babies go to heaven if they're not baptized or not, because they're too young to know the word. So do you get the gist of what I'm asking? Yeah, dear, I do, I think. Let me me say this. Before I address it, uh, let me me give you a music tragedy that I heard this morning. (laughs) We were at breakfast. Paula was talking about the breakfast. But in the background, they they have this music. And and normally it's it's music from our era, Jerry. And uh, uh, the song Ain't Too Proud to Beg came on the, the, the... loudspeaker behind and it was I said Paula this is not the temptations and the more I listened it was it was the Rolling Stones singing Ain't Too Proud to Beg and I mm-hmm. thought that's just wrong <laughs> that's just absolutely wrong yeah. yeah Jerry let me try to help with regard to um, your, your mom and, and you know I'm, I'm of the ilk that, that thinks the closer they get to standing before Jesus um, the more insistent we ought to be on yeah. telling them. And, um, you know, her time, uh, 92, God bless her. She's got great health and she's still driving. That's wonderful. A little scary, but it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is that uh, in the normal course of things, uh, she's going to be with Jesus in the near future. 
And what we need to do is be sure that she's born again. And I think that's the approach that I would always take. This isn't about all of the traditions that have been passed down through the Catholic Church. Um, um, I'm certainly not trying to uh, imply that Catholics aren't saved. I, I don't think many are because they're not born again. But there are some who are. And what I would want to do is make sure that my mom was born again. And the way you do that, I think, is to take her to John chapter 3, Jesus' interaction with Nicodemus, um, when he told Nicodemus twice. Now, Nicodemus was the most religious man in Israel, had a lot of wrong ideas about God and about heaven, but he was Israel's teacher. And Jesus said, you of all people shouldn't be surprised when I say you must be born again. And... and um, um, he, he repeated it for emphasis. And uh, I would tell your mom that that being born again, unless you're born again, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. Explain to her what that means. And it's not a religious exercise. Religion is man's attempt to try to reach up to God and find common ground. Um, being born again is Jesus reaching down for us and bringing us beside him. And that's what we need to do. So all of the other traditions of the church, um, the, 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 the heresies that have been passed down, uh, what we need to do is be honest and open with them and tell them God loves you so much and you're so close. That's the thing about Catholics. They've got the same Father, the same Son, and the same Holy Spirit. They just don't know how to get to him. And uh, the answer is simple. There's one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus, and then all of the other things. And you explain that well, Jerry. All of the other things, um, um, you want to be baptized. You want to be obedient. When you really love Jesus, not Mary, but Jesus, not the church, but Jesus, when you really love him, you want to please him. He said, if you love me, you will obey me. And those things are important. Do you mm-hmm. have something you want to add? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, on Monday nights, the ladies, we're in First John, and we're getting ready to end that book. But in First John 5, verse 13, it says this. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you, mom, may know that you have eternal life. Not just the babies who die, but that you would know that you have eternal life. And to be guessing and living a life of trying to do more good things than bad things by just keeping rules and regulations and hoping that you will go to heaven. No, the Lord says, if you read the rest of the book, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, because Catholics have the same Son of God but so that you may know that you have eternal life. And that's what Pastor Ron's talking about, that you know that you're going to be with Jesus without a shadow of a doubt here and now, that you may live a joy-filled life, not a worry life. Yeah, Jerry, you said you've been talking to her for about an hour. Uh, you know, it might take the next 15 minutes because that's about what it'll take you. Read the entire book of First John. Mm-hmm. It starts out, we're, we write these things that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with Jesus, the Christ. And then it gets to assurance of salvation. And, and uh, the one thing that your mom needs in these last days um, of her life, she needs to know that the arms of God are wide open and awaiting that moment when he can look into her eyes and say, welcome, this is what I've been hoping and praying for all along. And and he wants us to know beyond any doubt that our salvation is assured. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. When you're born again, the Holy Spirit is given as a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance. And I, I just can't, I could not manage life, Jerry, if I didn't know. I mean, beyond any doubt at all, if I didn't know that when my last breath was complete in this body, that I would be with Jesus in my glorified, physical, resurrected body that he has. Jerry, thank you for the call, and mm-hmm. we'll be praying for your mom. Let's go to Reuben on line two. Reuben, thanks for holding. You're on the air. God bless you, Mama Paula, and God bless you, Pastor Ron. How are y'all doing today? 
We are doing great. Thank you. I'm doing good, Ruben. Now you put her first because it's Thursday. Yes. Date, date. <laughs> I what you call it. Date, date day, baby. Date, day. There you go. Mm-hmm. I have to just just send my shout outs to, to, to your wife because, you know, she, proper thing to do you know i I, you know i'm trying to be a gentleman (laughs) but but pastor ron you don't believe me i will never ever ever forget you (laughs) i'll never forget you it's like you know i i I told a a friend of mine i said you know what there's been one pastor in my life that's been consistent for 10 years and i've never met him (laughs) and he was like what does that mean i said it's true He's been consistent in my life for 10 years, and I've never met the guy face-to-face. I've met him over the phone, but that's it. But, mm-hmm. but praise, the, praise the Lord. Um, well, remember, I, I've, I, I've only known Ruben for about seven years because I knew Anthony <laughs> before that. <laughs> very true. Very true. Very true. Touche, touche. And I remember the sister who, who, who remembered the day. It was Valentine's Day. That that it was that day that I that I decided to tell you my real name. Please <laughs> forgive me for that. I I, I I I you know I don't know why even, but you know what? It's it's gone. My name is Ruben. So yes, but Forgi- uh, forgiving you I, was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I I just love that. You've been a tremendous blessing in my life, and and uh, you know uh, hearing you and your wife on Thursdays, it's it's I just it it just blesses my heart. You know I I see how much you love her and how much she loves you and. The laughter between y'all is just it just is just great. But um all right, let me get to my my question really quick and then I have a prayer request if possible. Okay. Um I was listening to Billy Graham. Now I've I've never had a problem with Billy Graham. Uh I think me personally the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh preachers out there. I mean, um I've never really heard him say anything contrary to like i mean then again i haven't heard all of his sermons but i mean just from what i've heard okay you know i like the guy mm-hmm. but i saw i saw a sermon of him today and he said something that that struck it didn't it struck me in a good way but i wanted to see what your, your thoughts are about it he said this he said the closer you get to jesus the more sinful you're going to feel oh yeah mm-hmm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 that's uh, you know the 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 closer I get to Jesus, the holier He is, the bigger He becomes, and the smaller I became, and and that's what it is. You 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 recognize when you're in the face of that light. Remember, Paul says he lives in unapproachable light, and yet Jesus has given us the ability to approach that unapproachable light. And as we approach that unapproachable light, it shines a light on the sin in our lives. Now, it's not one of those, oh, I'm just a wretch or a worm kind mm-hmm. of things. But but you grow in appreciation for the, for the, the depth of forgiveness mm-hmm. that we've been extended. And uh, the more sensitive you are to your own sin and to your own shortcomings. That's why the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7 wrote that um, um, what I want to do, I can't do. What I don't want to do, that's yeah. what I find myself doing. Yeah. A wretched mm-hmm. man that I am. It's why he could call himself the chief of all sinners. Be- because having been to heaven, having had face-to-face conversations with the Lord, the risen Lord, uh, he knew his utter sinfulness. And I think, Reuben, that's one of the things that we've got to remember always when we start to think for just a moment that we've got something figured out. I'm getting uh, holier and holier. Every day we ought to be getting a little bit more like Jesus than we were the day before. But the closer we get to him, the um, more magnificent yes. he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Does, that make, does that make sense? It does. It does. And, and, and actually makes me feel so much better because of the things that I've been struggling with. I'm just like, where are they coming from? I thought that I had conquered them. But then when, when I said that, I said, look, look what I just said. I thought that I had conquered them. Yeah. <laughs> me. And it's not me. It's not me that does it. It's God that does it for me. You know, it, it's, it, the word says, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Okay, if it weren't for Christ's strength, I wouldn't be able to do anything. But I thank God. When I saw, when I, when I saw that, I said, hmm, maybe that's why all these things that, I'm, that are coming up, <clears throat> In my life, 
and I'm yep. debating with them, it's get, it's because I'm getting closer because it's it's like it's like the woman. I mean, this is the way I liken it to the woman who was uh, crawling, who had the issue of blood. I mean, and this, uh, this is just for me a metaphor. Um, you know, it's like me crawling on the ground. I just want to touch the mantle of Jesus, Jesus, yeah. because I want to be whole. I want to be whole again. You know, but I'm finally realizing that as long as I'm in this earth and wrapped in this flesh, you know, I'm not going to be perfect. And but I have to to strive to be to 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 be like Jesus, you know, and not let not not let myself think because grace abounds I can sin and sin and sin and sin and sin, mm-hmm. which so many people do. Romans chapter six, I believe, verse one, Paul says, "What then shall we say? If if God's grace abounds, shall we continue to sin?" And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, you, so, you're close. Yeah, so I thank God for that. Okay, let me hurry up because I, I don't want to take too much time. But also, I have a prayer request. Uh, one from my father. Uh, he <clears throat> he uh, is going to be put into this place called uh, acute. Um, Oh, I forgot. It's it's a it's a place where they deal deal with uh, uh, infectious diseases and and um, um, vein and and uh, just diseases in the vein and, and in the arteries. Uh, his feet have gotten blisters, Pastor. Oh my mm. God, I feel so sorry for him. He it hurts for him to walk. These blisters are the size of I'd call them boils. They're the size of of mm. pears. And so they're gonna they're gonna put him in this place in Luling, Texas, which is about 24 miles east of Seguin. And um, pray for him that the Lord will just you know he's been through so much. He's 80 years old, um, but he's a fighter. He does not give up. Pray for him, please, uh, everybody uh, that's listening. Pray for him <clears throat> that the Lord will just do a rapid work in him, and this God's will be done. And then also, I am in need of a provider someone to clean my house and cook and do stuff like that and take care of me because i'm disabled and i need help uh through a company and if there's anybody out there and i hope it's okay if i ask for this sure it's too late because i already said but if there's (laughs) anybody i really want to crush i know right i I already said it so why am i i'm sorry pastor but if there's anybody listening who who might be interested in and 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 it go it's through a company it's not self-pay um, and there are 50, we have 55 hours. Um, so there is plenty of work and plenty of overtime. Um, and it's really not that hard, but you know, everyone that I keep getting, they're not Christian and I don't let them go. I mean, I, I, I work with them cause I need them, but they don't last. You know, uh, the girl that I had walked out on me today because she had a hair appointment and I told her she couldn't go. And <laughs> I'm like, you're supposed to be working, you know? If you were at Caterpillar or, or somewhere else, they wouldn't let you go midday to go get your hair done. <clears throat> you know, you, you know. so if there's anybody out there who may be interested in this uh, job, could, could you uh, just like maybe uh, pass it on to you guys? And then um, um, I believe Pastor Ken has my number still. Yeah, or I could it. just yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Ruben. Thank you very much. We'll okay. do that. Thank and, you. And... Uh, um, everybody be praying for Reuben's father and, mm. and for Reuben's need. You know, it's tough. We, uh, I was sick for two weeks and this three. is, this is three weeks and mm-hmm. this is Reuben's life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's just, uh, just the kind of thing we do. Let me, let me mention very quickly about Billy Graham. Cause he, he, he mentioned Billy's name. Billy was an evangelist mm-hmm. and he faithfully discharged a duty of the Lord. And you know, unfortunately he was, he became known as America's pastor. Um, Billy Graham was never a pastor. He was an evangelist. And there, there are even still people picking at him online discernment ministries and things. Well, this was wrong. And this was wrong. Shame, shame, shame on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope you're really saved and you get a chance to apologize to Billy mm. when you get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Paula, we're inside now three minutes. What do you mm. want to end with today? You know, as as Reuben's talking, the one thing, um, I've had some other uh, divine appointments too. Because of your consistency, he, he mentioned that word, because of the consistency, not just of you, but all of our pastors here. We, we I shouldn't put we in there because I'm not a pastor, but th- I'm one of the 
women Bible teachers here, the consistency of knowing God's word and teaching it, um, not opinion, um, uh, not necessarily cute stories, even though sometimes, you know, we have some cute stories um, that relate to the scripture, but um, the consistency. And I've had a couple other appointments um, where the Lord had been telling me for years, hands down, heart open. Well, some people um, maybe walked away because they didn't really care for the consistency but I've been seeing some of those uh, people who were here before um, and being able to invite them to come back. We're still here. And I love how when other people have either moved away and moved back, um, they say things like, it's just the same. Yeah. The message hasn't changed. I'm very unoriginal. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you said the other day. We should not try to be Original, because uh, God says that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word does not change, and so thank you for the consistency. That's that's a word um, that I really actually love. You're very foundational and consistent in that foundation called I, Jesus. I'm not smart enough to be original. That's why I love teaching verse by verse through the Bible. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And don't have to do anything yeah, else. Yeah. But hey, yeah, we're, we're about, praying for your, your, you and your dad. Thank yeah. you. We're about at the end of our program today. Let me remind you that tomorrow night at 630 mm-hmm. is our children's Christmas play. And it's a blast. There's also a Saturday matinee at 1 o'clock. Yep. And you're invited and more than welcome to do that. Um, and we'd love to see you. And it's going to be a great, great weekend. I'm going to be teaching um, Acts chapter 3, the miracle of the healing of the beggar at the gate. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What am I seeing? Oh, we, we got to go. See you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. See you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> May the well, Lord bless you and you. keep you. Bye. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.